And we are back on Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening on your weekend, uh, taking out the time to listen to little old me. Uh, guys, I am so very, very excited to talk about the Bills this week. And yes, it's hard not to talk in a rather... <laughs> it, 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 I hate to say it, but W Downer sense. Uh, look, the fact is the Buffalo Bills have dropped down to 6-2. and two, And in, I'm sorry, I'm going to call this week reality check week. I think that, um, look, the Bills going into the season were the hottest team in the NFL. I think they've fallen off. I see them, I see them in, in third place right now uh, to win the Super Bowl. I don't see them, uh, you know, getting over, getting over the hump this year. I think there are still some growing pains that need to happen. I'm talking about the facts right here, right now, though. I'm not talking about, you know, what if, what if we sign OBJ? What if? Okay, that's a different conversation. I'm talking about right now, right this week. UCL sprained Allen Bills. This is what I'm talking about. We we don't know what's going to happen, right? We don't know where it's all going to end up. But I have to say, um, I think that it is very dangerous, right, to have Bills fans as well as reporters, you know, that are covering the team. And it, it almost feels as though there is a an absolute bias, obviously, because most of these people who cover the team are very... Uh, they're very positive and they're very, you know, but it's hard to ask the tough questions and it's hard to, you know, press the bills because of how much, how much success they've had. But I'll tell you what, if, if the media that was covering Buffalo, the bills were a group of people, I'm not saying they ought to be Jerry Sullivan. <laughs> That's not where I'm getting at, but at least we're a group of people that were you know, fans of different teams growing up, whatever, and they go for the Bengals or they go for the Rams or they go for, I don't know, the Titans. And 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 they're pressing these questions. I think we would have seen a very different vibe um, going into this week. People literally still believe, I, I hate to burst the bubble, guys. People literally still believe that the Buffalo Bills are going to figure out a way to dominate against the 7-1 and one. <laughs> The 7-1 Vikings, guys. Look, the Vikings are on fire. The Vikings are doing exactly what fantasy uh, football analysts have been saying. They were going to they were going to have a shift this year, and they sure as hell have. Um, they've been figuring it out. They have a different coach. They have a different system. Um, nothing really stands out in, in, in at large of what they're doing differently. I think it's just more about player execution and the communication with the coach and how they're handling things. And Minnesota is completely different uh, from the way Mike Zimmer was running it. So look, there's a couple of points we're going to talk about, right? Reality check is, you know, basically what we're basing this whole podcast on, but we got to give respect where it's due. Let's talk about the Jets game real quick. Um, then I'm going to talk about Mahomes. I'm going to tell you why. Uh, we're going to finish it off talking about, uh, you know, Ken Dorsey and the Vikings again. We'll get back into that. But, um, you know, Fact is, we got to give respect where it's due, right? Um, I, last week, was saying that people should bet on the under. I did not believe it was going to be a high-scoring affair. Last year, before going into the playoffs, the Bills struggled against a beat-up Jets defense 
And Robert Sala had those guys playing in Buffalo and really, really made it hard for the Bills to, to move the football and win that game. Um, even with the limited amount of weapons they had uh, at their disposal on both sides of the football. I don't think people were fairly assessing uh, the Jets. I, I, I was actually, uh, if you guys listened last week, I was on Jets Central uh, most recent, well, last week, and, and you know we had a good talk. And I said, look, I, I am, I'm probably one of the most unbiased Bills fans or podcasters you're ever going to meet. I'm going to give respect where it's due. I just love watching football. I so happen to be a Bills fan, but um, you know, yeah, like we're talking about the Bills. Uh, on this podcast, but you know, I give respect where it's due. Robert Sala, if he was the coach of the Buffalo Bills, I believe people would rave about him just as much as they do a Mike Tomlin, uh, you know, a Sean McDermott in this league. I think that he is a fantastic coach. I think that, you know, having to go into New Jersey or New York, whatever you want to call it, and 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 just have to deal with the shit show that it was. You, you have to be honest and say he has done a bang-up job. Uh, he, he is literally... <laughs> he he has given Zach Wilson every opportunity possible to just have some type of success. But I guarantee you, once this guy figures out a way to get a top-tier quarterback, if it doesn't work out with this guy, the Jets are in business, and they're probably just as good as the Bills, if not better um, in some areas. So, you know, it, it it's, it's, it's dangerous, right? It's dangerous waters in the AFC East. There is talent, and it is coming for Buffalo. Um, when everyone saw what the Bills were able to do, how many, how much success they were able to have, literally they gave a formula. The Jets are trying to replicate that formula. The Miami Dolphins are trying to replicate that formula. And what we're seeing is a division that is now seeing, uh, you know, they're seeing through the water now and they see, well, okay, so we just have to drop a bunch of money, probably give up a lot of capital once we have basically everything that we need to run an offense, run a defense to get uh, a top tier wide receiver. And I've said it before. I think that the Jets are a top tier wide receiver away from being a bona fide, absolutely bona fide wild card team. They are turning into that now. And you see what happens. They pick up this kid out of the draft. Uh, it, and I mean, he just absolutely torched Saran Neal in that game. Uh, right when, you know, Taron Johnson, uh, Teron Johnson goes out of the game. But still, I mean, you start seeing flashes from these teams. The Buffalo Bills, look, in, in my humble estimation, just, man, they did not come to play in that game. I just felt as though it was all, again, as usual, which is so stupid, annoying, dropping on Josh Allen's lap, and that was that. That was it. And guys, it is not going to get easier. And, you know, on the other side of the NFL, uh, in the in the conference, look, I I, I feel a little, a little more discouraged because I see what is happening with Kansas City, and they are streaking. They get Kadarius Towney. I didn't really see a ton out of him. Obviously, a lot of people didn't in that game, but you start to see what they're trying to do, what they're trying to you know, build. Look, Mahomes was down 17-9, to still found a way to beat the Tennessee Titans in the fourth quarter. You can't make this up. I mean, it's... <laughs> It's hard to tell if it's if it's Travis Kelsey or the entire team as a whole is just on another level. Um, you know, a, a while back, Sean McDermott spoke about, you know, getting to that Belichick level. I, I don't think it's Belichick. I think it's Andy Reid level. Uh, what they did to the Titans after the Titans hit a hot streak, right? It was incredible. Defensively, I'm not talking about offensively. I know they had Malik Willis and they have some trouble. 
But defensively, the Titans are one of the most stout teams in the NFL, and they were absolutely, I mean, they were destroying Mahomes um, at the line of scrimmage in that game. And they were forcing him out of the pocket. You know, he had to find ways uh, to make magic happen with his feet because they were playing that well up front. And, you know, they were just a turnover away from sealing that game up. But again, it came down to can you outduel Mahomes? There's only one other quarterback in this league uh, that can play similar to him, and it's Josh Allen. But I think, you know, it, it's going to be very difficult uh, going forward because what we're seeing out of this offense goes into my next point here. Uh, look, Ken Dorsey, I have a ton of questions for him. What the hell is going on with Ken Dorsey? I, I, I get that, you know, we left some points on the board, you know, it could have been this, could have been that, could have, should have, would have. Guy, the Bills got, got, and and Kansas City is rising above, uh, you know, the, the early rough start of the season. They're starting to peak. Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills are starting to go down. Here's my analysis so far from Ken Dorsey. I think that he is kind of all over the place. I, I don't feel there is a... There's an it factor with how he's running this offense, but okay, not yet. Maybe it's going to take a little bit. Um, you felt that it was coming through with with Gabe Davis. He's been trying to do certain things. He's been trying to, uh, you know, basically tr- he's been trying ways to dictate the game, but it's just not working. You here's here's where I saw an absolute just like the Jets defense was. I, they were dictating the game the whole game. We just couldn't see it until the end. The end tells you everything. That's what was happening. That's what it was. It wasn't that the Bills couldn't execute. It was that the Bills were getting, you know, outplayed by their by the Jets' defense, and and it was just poor execution all across the board. Um, and everyone wants to blame Gabe Davis. Look, I I'm gonna sit here and say, I stand firm on believing that Gabe Davis just needs more time to develop. I I think. You either sign Odell Beckham or else, right? That that's just that's just how this cookie crumbles. Or else, this is going to get ugly very quick if they do not figure out what their priorities are in this season. Do they want to get the number one seed, or are they going to throw it away and try to just get a wild card spot? They they can do exactly what they did last year. They can also beat the Dolphins. They can beat the Jets. But this is the formula: get healthy say to hell with it, probably going to lose the next two games. And that's that. Josh Allen comes back and saves the day because that's exactly what the Buffalo Bills need. They need him to be healthy. They need Jordan Poyer to, you know, unswell his elbow. They need Tredavious White to eventually start a game. I, I don't, it, it's just, it's, it's the formula. Get healthy, sign Odell Beckham or else because I don't see anything else creatively that Ken Dorsey can muster up to really get this Bills to another level. It's there is nothing left. I don't I don't think there's another play, there's another situation, there's 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 another game that's going to open up the offense. If we can see we've seen what this offense can do. The only way this offense gets better is with better players. That's it. It it, it doesn't come down to anything else. And Slowly but surely, these teams are starting to close the gap. I'll tell you what, Sauce Gardner, (laughs) 
just as advertised. Fantastic player. Everything that they're doing in New York is really impressing me. What they're doing in Miami, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. It's actually it's impressing me how they're able to keep this team afloat uh, with with concussion protocol. Tua, I, I it's just it's it's insane what's happening in this division. And right now, uh, the Bills. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys the I'm gonna give you guys the the straight up juice here. Um, you don't have to drink it. You can throw it away. A lot of people do. They did it last week, and I was right. Whatever. I think it's going to get ugly this week. I think the Bills get beat at home 38-20. I got laughed at, and I was joking about – I threw something in, in a podcast chat um, on a live chat. You know, put Tredavious White at safety. I mean, I just mean, dude, it is so bad on how Jaquan Johnson is playing. I, I'm betting the over. I, I think this is a week where I'm literally just going to have one eye closed, one eye open, just to maybe hope that things go a different way. But look, as a betting man, I think the Vikings are primed and ready to go into Buffalo. This isn't going to be an upset. Uh, based off of what the betting is, yeah, it's an upset. But um, in my estimation, I'm betting the over. Uh, I think that it's going to get ugly. It's going to get ugly quick. Um, I think that, you know, at the end of the day, what this is all going to come down to is can we find something else that this offense can stand on? <laughs> Guys. I do not know. I don't see it. I, I I can't figure it out. Is it Naeem Hines? Are we going to... Now we're talking... Like, it's so... Look, listen, guys. For real. Naeem Hines as a slot receiver? Is you dumb? Like, no. We have Khalil Shakir. We have Isaiah McKenzie. Ken Dorsey has to figure out plays to get these guys going. That's it. I know that he is basically kind of out of answers right now because he's throwing Stephon Diggs in the slot. You, you're you not going to evolve this offense if your players don't evolve, if they don't get better, if you don't put him in position to get better. So I start off with Ken Dorsey, and then I finish with Sean McDermott. He put it on his back. He said, hey, I am solely responsible uh, for you know not getting these players in in better position, and I get it, you know, and and you know what, yeah, look at look at it's very interesting. Look at what Deion Dawkins said after Josh basically took all the blame. Deion Dawkins said, no, he's just trying to he's trying to be the nice guy. He's trying to be you know the 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 punching bag for us. We need to play better. We need to be we need to be better at executing. And yes, as a whole, it does start up up front. You know, um. Your quarterback's going to get flustered if he is constantly worried about how much time he has in his head. And I called it. I I I, <laughs> I was telling Jet Central. I was talking to Ian. I said, "Look, if you force Josh to go through his reads with a time clicking in his head of one, two, bam, the ball has to come out, or you're going to get popped. That's uncomfortable for a quarterback, right? And and that's what I'm saying. At least if it's one, two, boom, three. Throw the ball. It's like you have right before that three second mark. Like, great. You know you can. You have a little bit. Half of a second is such a big deal. And you just look at that game as a whole. You look at this team as a whole. They're they're not on they're not on the level they need to be at to to win a Super Bowl this year yet. It, can they get there this year? Yes, they absolutely can. Um, the reason I'm saying this though is because it's just the drop-off was so significant. Um, and we can talk about the injuries. We, we sure as hell can. 
We absolutely can. We can blame Jaquan Johnson. You know, I did a little bit. I, I definitely was saying. I mean, he's been playing. He's been playing horrible. But how much of that is a factor uh, with the coaching? You know, you should have known, right? These games are going to get harder. We need to get him better prepared. Demar Hamlin's playing great. Jaquan Johnson isn't. Why aren't we trading for someone? Why aren't we picking someone up off free agency? Like, what's going on here? What are we trying to accomplish? It, it's hard. It's hard for me to see through this game and, and, and just believe that the Bills are going to come ready to play. I think that this is going to get ugly. It's going to be a very, very big wake-up call for them. Um, and, and, and look, it, it's important to have these wake-up calls when you're going through adversity. I, and look, I'm not saying that, uh, you know, it's, it's absolute worry time that the Buffalo Bills are going to be in, ab, you know, they're, they're, they're going to just tank after, uh, for the rest of the season. And they're just going to try to, you know, just scave their way through, maybe make a playoff spot. You know, look, what I am saying is that the next teams they are going to be facing are not going to give them any mercy. That's what this is all about. That's what this whole entire stretch after the bye week is all about. Minnesota, Cleveland, Detroit. If ever there were three teams that absolutely want to take advantage to get the spotlight on them beating a team that was picked as a Super Bowl favorite later in the season, my God, it would definitely be those those three teams right there. Outside of the Jets. Are you kidding me? And and they have great defenses. I mean, they've been playing great. Um the, the Lions obviously they're they're not there on a lot of levels, but they do have talent. Um they've competed in several games. They're I don't think their record says a lot of who they are. They're streaky, you know, but again, they they were able to figure out a way to be have a gritty win against Aaron Rodgers last week. And it's just going to get harder after that. Then we got then we got to play at New England. Then Buffalo comes back to town in Week 14 uh, to be decided on what time or what's going to happen with that Miami game for Week 15. Then we go uh, play at Chicago. Then we go to Cincinnati. We finish off the season. Then play New England. It's it's going to be hard, right? And and you look at this as a whole six and two. Let's hypothetically say the Bills decide, hey, you know what? Let's just, let's have Keenum play the next two games. Let's bet that he can win one. Josh Allen can come back for Thanksgiving against Detroit, right? So then we're looking at six and three, seven and three. Um, So we'll lose, obviously, against Minnesota. We win against Cleveland. Josh Allen comes back. He's healed up and ready to go against Detroit. That's a win. Going to New England. That's a gritty and that's going to be a really hard game, right? I'm not I'm not sure what to call in this Jets game that's going to come to Buffalo. We'll see how that turns out. I believe Buffalo's then going to win against Miami. Uh, they're going to win against Chicago. Strong chance that they lose to Cincinnati, and it's 50-50 in that last game against New England. So I don't know. It, it's it's just I have I have my hopes up for them. You know, but with that all being said, that is literally one, two. We're looking at we're looking at another five losses, right? All together, all together in the season, five to six losses again. Uh, 
still figuring out a way to win the division. I think the the division still goes through Buffalo. Um, do not get me wrong, but again, that's going to be we're back at square one where we were last year. But it's not. God, it's so hard to say. But look, if you want to sit here and just blame it, oh, it's completely on the injuries. I I understand. That is a strong and valid point. But at some point throughout the season, you have to be able to just throw those things away and just say, we're gonna we're still gonna figure out a way to win. We're still gonna figure out a way to go through. Um and, and you know, try to win a championship. If we're gonna be honest, Cincinnati uh, is just one of those teams that just goes to show you like they are focused on peaking at the right time and figuring out the ins and outs of what matters to them. I think that the Bills got super infatuated with the idea of the spotlight staying completely on Buffalo um, for the entire season and just having this absolutely crazy, uh, insane season that finishes off with a Super Bowl. But it's, it's just so crazy like when you really look at this team as a whole there's a lot of leaky holes in it that we we can't just absolutely deny right the running game our safeties don't hit incredibly hard that affects your team Micah Hyde's gone for the season because of that he cannot level someone right he he hits incorrectly to, to try to you know hit someone and knock the ball loose or you know it's just it's a little bit sloppy it's not the way he plays Jordan Poyer flies a lot, you know, he hits, but you know, again, it's, it's not his forte where he can just level a guy like Derrick Henry. Um, our corners are really young. Tredavious White coming off an ACL. Uh, there was no real depth. Xavier Rhodes got hurt. Like there's just a lot of things mounting up before the season even got going where you knew, okay, the bills still have a lot to clean up. Although they are very stout, there's a lot to clean up, a lot to figure out. Um, we can't keep throwing everything on Allen. You even saw at the beginning of the season with the Rams, right? <laughs> Josh made a lot of plays with his feet. I mean, who's going to ever forget what he did to Bobby Wagner and on, on the national on the national stage, international stage, right? Um, look, what this is all going to come down to this week, this Vikings week all comes down to coaching, and player progression. That's what, as a fan and and as someone that has been just watching this team grow for the last couple of years, that's what I care about. I know that the Vikings are the favorites. I don't care what Vegas has to say. The Vikings are the favorites going into Buffalo this weekend. We can look at their numbers real quick too. They're a very balanced offense. 13 touchdowns passing, 10 touchdowns running. That's the first thing I am looking at. How are they executing? Josh Allen? (laughs) I mean, goodness gracious. 19 touchdowns on his own. Right? 99.2 QBR versus last season, 92.2. Went back up. It's just... He had a monster season in 2020. We all know about that. But... We all know this offense completely runs off of Josh Allen's juice and what he can do to create plays. We all know it. We all see it. It's not really hard to make up what the Buffalo Bills do to win football games. The issue is that they haven't really had 
great development from certain positions, right? Um, I've, I, I think, I think Dawson Knox has been great. Um, you know what they've been asking him to do. He's, he's come through this year whenever he's, his number has been called. Um, I, I just think that, you know, when, when you can't develop further guys like Gabe Davis and Devin Singletary, um, we're still waiting to see what James Cook, they're, they're I mean, they're feeding James Cook and I, I'm happy to see that. Do not get me wrong. Um, but to just basically bury a guy in the roster in Zach Moss and and have you draft him pretty high and then you just get rid of him, you just trade him for Naeem Hines. This is a do or die situation for this staff to figure out how to develop this team and make it what it needs to be. Okay, if it needs to be more speedy, okay, I get what you're trying to do. You're basically trying to be more like Kansas City to compete with Kansas City. Well, I have news for you. The team that beat Kansas City twice last year literally is built the complete opposite way that Kansas City is built in Cincinnati. So I I, I am not going to sit here and believe that the Buffalo Bills need to look like the Kansas City Bills. No, they got to figure out who they are even more before we start crowning them as Super Bowl champions. Because going into this game, what I am seeing is that the Minnesota Vikings play a very balanced attack type of football. And and that's that's a very frustrating thing for a team that is I mean getting has been getting gouged, absolutely gouged in the run game. They're staying in nickel, they do not care, they do not want to move out from it. They're terrified of the RPO. They're terrified of of what offenses can do. Who cares? Be who you are, play the 4-3, get Terrell Bernard out there, right? And and, and you, you can't now. You can't now because now we're looking at a game where they're going to have Milano. And I don't know who's going to play the... I don't know who's going to play the mic now. Is it going to be Tyrell Dodson? We'll see. But, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's very frustrating uh, to try to figure out what this team is going to look like this week because, you know, they're, they're, just, they're, they're just as gouged injury-wise that they were last week. I, I think that quite frankly, what the plan is, the Bills want to win the division, get in the playoffs. They're probably getting ready, depending on how this game goes. They're probably prepared to not rely on the first round by. I am sick to my stomach saying that because it's it's just, it sucks. It just sucks. Um, here we are. Right, we're we're sitting here again, and we're trying to figure out what's next. Well, if I'm being completely optimistic here, the Bills win the division, but still lose five to six games this season. Uh, the division beats each other up, and it happens all over again, just like last year. Um, Miami and the Jets caught up, right? And there's a chance. Who knows? Miami or the Jets could sweep the Bills. It's it's a possibility, but I do not see the Bills. You know, I don't see them dropping down to third place in this division. Do not get me wrong. I just, the, the gap is getting closed. The next couple of games are going to be really rough. So what we need to see from this team is a different dimension from the run game, developing the wide receivers and giving them opportunities to be who they are, right? Stop asking your guys to be something they're not. And if they don't fit the system, well, 
then we have a whole whole nother egg to crack with this situation. Because as far as I can see, if, if Gabe Gabe if Gabe Davis gets another opportunity in another team, and let's say they utilize him exactly how they should, he's gonna explode off the scene just like he started he's been starting to do in Buffalo. And then he just fizzles out. So um, we need consistency. Um, I think this is a game that's gonna reveal a lot. I, I don't really want to watch this game. I think it's going to be really hard to watch, if I'm going to be completely honest with you. Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, uh, Kirk Cousins has been playing great. Uh, their defense is stout. They 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 have talent, and, and they're 7-1 for a reason. I'm not going to sit here and try to act like, well, this game was easy. No, no, no. No game is easy. Clearly, as we have seen this entire year, is easy to, to win in the NFL. doesn't matter who the hell they played, how they played. They got the job done. They're 7-1. The Bills are six and two. They're injured. They're beat up, um, and 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 who knows? Who knows when we look back at this season? Uh, what what really was the bugaboo with this team on why they couldn't get over the hump, or how they overcame and what they had to overcome? Right? It's really hard to identify exactly what those things are because football, as much as people want to think it's just a game we're just going from end zone to end zone, it's damn near one of the most complex. And, you know, sought after games in the entire world. <laughs> I had someone one time tell me, you know, they believe that soccer or football, as we like to say, and in, 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 I guess in some Hispanic countries or whatever, look, or, or across the or across the sea, look, they, they there's a dude I met one time literally believes that uh, that is the more profitable and, 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 you know, money filled sport. It is absolutely not. It is the NFL. Make no mistake. Um, and it is not only the most expensive sport in the NFL, most profitable, most profitable sport you know, in, the, in the world. It is just as complex as it is profitable. And, you know, that's the thing about what's going on now is, you know, it's so easy to look at football and see how simple it is. But, you know, technology and all these things have come into play. Analytics have come into play. And, and it really does... You know, it really does stink as a fan that these things kind of have come into play. But, you know, in some ways it's kind of cool. I think it makes the game uh, 10 times more complex and way more difficult, especially when you're spending all of this money on players that you think are going to get you to the promised land. And clearly you're well, well more, uh, well further than you think. Um, and, and, you know, that's the thing about this game. You know, it, it's it's. It's tough. It's tough to gauge that a team is a bona fide Super Bowl winner. You know, um, I think my assessment was correct as far as seeing where this team was going to be at, you know, midway through the season. We were going to see. I think proof is in the pudding. We were going to wait and see. And I literally what I said was this defense was going to start figuring it out. um, And they sure as hell have. And this offense was going to need to really prove themselves all over again with a new coordinator and have consistency. It's all about consistency and having injuries, I believe, are a result of being inconsistent. I don't think it's happenstance as much as it is, you know, being inconsistent. I think happenstance, it happens. There's a chance for injury. There's a chance that someone slips. But look, if you're inconsistent blocking off the edge, your quarterback's going to get hurt. Uh, Your running backs aren't going to run the football well. Uh, you know, there's a lot of levels to that, and that's well, that's why I said that. I tried to summarize it the best I could for all the listeners. But look, I'm going to stop here. I'm going to stop.
<laughs> because uh, I can go on, a, on another rant. Um, but look, this is where I sit. You know, the Bills, I believe, are going to be fine even if they lose this game. Even if they lose the next two games, they're going to get on a hot streak again. And they are very talented. But damn, do they need to sign OBJ. And they need to figure out who they are pretty quick once this next couple of games start to get going. I think Thanksgiving is going to be one of those games where it's going to be, it's almost going to feel like a homecoming. Buffalo deserves to be on Thanksgiving. We are the spirit animal of the NFL. Make no mistake, anyone listening from other podcasts, uh, teams, whatever, I don't care who you are, where you are, the Buffalo Bills don't have to be America's team. They're America's spirit animal. And um, we're on the way. Uh, this is this is this is part of the journey. You have bumps and bumps and bruises, you know, and you have setbacks. But this is what it's all about: how they bounce back, what they figure out. I am looking to see at what they're trying to figure out. I don't care about the win. I don't care about the loss. I care about that this week. Um, but yeah, guys, thank you, thank you again for so much for listening to Buff Hub and Buffalo Rumblings, uh, guys. I. I'm so honored and thankful to be a part of this network. I think it's a great group of guys and gals that uh, get together and, you know, this is our hobby. This isn't my job. Uh, My job is the (laughs) active duty Air Force military. Uh, You know, I I work on jets and, you know, it's pretty cool to be able to do this and meet with a lot of fans online and meet people in person. It's pretty cool. Um, So, so again, to all the military out there, uh, all of the first responders, I salute you. Thank you for all that you do for our country and our communities. Uh, to all of you out there listening, thank you again for joining me on Buff Up this weekend. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Go Bills. <laughs>